Welcome everyone, welcome back to another episode of the With The White People podcast. Do you know that moment when life feels like it's falling apart and everything just feels like like everything is going to the wrong directions, um, like, like big major things shifting and happening in your life where you feel like you're confronted with a lot of emotions and it, it's really tough sometimes. So I thought I'll, I'll consult someone who I think is really bright when it comes to, to this and who's, who's got a really constructive and really, really great outlook on life. And we've got the chance today to talk to him. It's Charles Ruffio. And I don't want to say any more. Let's jump into the episode. See you there. Man. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> Glad to have you back, man. And man, first of all, cheers for being here. And second of all, uh, for everyone who does not know you yet, we had one episode before where we basically talked about your whole story and I mean, everyone who listened to that one probably knows by now that you are a person who just, I think you are one of the people who, who has nailed it when it comes to mindset, man. Like your, your outlook on life, I think is, is, is quite astonishing. Like how you deal with, with, situ with basically everything that happens to you. And that's why I always looked up to you on that part. And now... I know from, because we're friends, I know that there's also been a couple of situations uh, in like the past, like past few months where like a lot of things changed in your life, like some, some serious situations you, you encountered and man, I, I have to say you, I think you dealt with them in a really, really well-mannered way and like really, um, yeah, astonishing way. So I thought I invite you again and we would just chat yeah. about these things because I think it's really important to to know how to deal with these life situations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Christian, thanks for the introduction. I mean, people know me probably as a weight loss coach for uh, for women that had anorexia, that overcame anorexia. And you know, I think it's not I mean, it's a big deal to overcome anorexia and other like other diseases or challenges. But um This year, some things happened. I mean, I will talk about these that normally happen to people later in life, uh, especially one thing. And um, I always thought these books that I read about mindset and psychology and stoicism, you know, are just nice theories and they come in handy. But in the last six months, I really realized how big these ideas are and how your mindset can basically really change your life, you know, like what you think is what you get in life. You know, like Jim Rohn says, 90% is, is mindset and 10% is what happens to you. And this year, I think I really, really realized that because my life just changed in all the major areas. Like health was pretty good as well before, but especially financially, business-wise, relationship-wise, like and it's just like every area except health just like exploded. You know, and I think one part is especially how I dealt with these little, little I mean, these challenges that, that I had this year. Yeah, I can, I, I, because I know some of the things I can totally relate by now, 
would you mind sharing like sharing your last six months in a in a quick summary like the good stuff and the bad stuff that happened and then we yeah. can can get into it yeah yeah yeah. i mean there was one major bad thing i would say the other things were just kind of neutral uh so six months was beginning of april so um my business was doing average like i live here in poland so i made good money for polish standards but not the money i want to wanted to make so my goal was always a specific amount of money per month and i was at uh, less than half of that you know so I was like, okay i need to work on this so i was working on my business you know and talking to my business mentor so on and so forth and then my uh, last relationship was going pretty pretty bad i was on the edge of like breaking up but then you know me and my ex-girlfriend we tried to uh, th uh, figure things out but then uh At the end of the day, it didn't, it didn't uh, work out. So I realized at the end of April, uh, I broke up, you know, and of course it's a, it's a harsh thing, you know, when you're together with someone for at least more than a year, it's, it's always harsh and you, yeah. know, you know how to deal with it. And I was also new in, in, in Poland. So I was totally alone. You know, this was Monday, I think 25th or 26th of April. So I was there alone in, in Poland, you know, basically single. Okay. And then uh, on Friday, the 3rd of April, you know, freshly single in Poland, everything alone, I get a message from my dad that uh, my mother passed away. So, so, you know, I'm there like in Poland, I'm like, oh man, what is going on? So then I realized the first thing I realized was uh, a quote by Marcus Aurelius, this, uh, this stoic philosopher. And he always says, when do you know that you're ready for a challenge in life? So you're ready when the challenge comes. So as soon as I realized my mother passed away, I was super sad. You know, I talked to my best, mm. best friends. I cried. But then I was like, okay, man, now I'm ready. And now I can show the world what kind of, in Germany, you say, what, you know, the, what yeah. kind of wood you're you are made of. So I was like, okay, now if I go back to Switzerland, I go to the funeral, you know, I, I, I do my job and I just stay there collected. Uh, I can show myself, I can prove the mindset to myself and to other people and just build my character because mental toughness is like in a gym. You know, if you never have challenges in life, you cannot be mentally tough. So on one side, people will think, yeah, he broke up with his ex-girlfriend on Monday. His mom dies on Friday. Poor him, poor him, you know, just take a break from business, take a break from business. But, you know, my, my, my clients, my clients kind of care, but, you know, I had to do my, my thing still. And also my... My ex-girlfriend back, back then, she was like almost begging me to, to come back to her, you know, because she knew like my mom passed away. She was like, come back, come back, blah, blah. But I was like, I know exactly. If I go back there into an average relationship, uh, I just show the universe that I cannot handle with it, you know? I was like, mm -hmm. okay, now, even though it's pretty damn bad, um, it's actually how can I say a test for my mindset? It's almost like a hundred kilo bench press, you know, for the first time at age 27 for my mindset. So I knew if I can overcome this in an effective way, uh, I can overcome almost everything. So this was my motivation. I realized, okay, my perspective matters. Um, and then I dealt with the death of my mother. And we can also talk about what I was, what kind of stoic principles I, I used back then. I would have one question like, well, because When, when did you when did you go with your thoughts going to this let's say really constructive direction because i'm i'm guessing like first thing you you get the message and i feel like probably maybe maybe explain your feeling when you got the message and you, the thoughts sure. running through your head right there yeah. 
Yeah, so it happened like this. I was on a, I was on a call with my one of my best friends, Giancarlo. Shout out to him in case he's, he's listening. And then after the, the call, um, I got the message on Facebook by my neighbor, like the woman. And she was like, yeah, you need to call your dad. Something bad happened. And almost then I was like, I almost knew my mom passed away. I don't know what it was, you know, I almost mm. knew. And the harsh thing was, you know, me and my mother were super close. I'm an only, uh, super close. I'm an only child. And two days before she died, she she changed her WhatsApp picture to me. You know, I had this mm. picture of me on, on Instagram, smiling. And she changed her WhatsApp picture to me. You know, that's how much she, she loved me two days before she passed away. I think I even told her how much she meant to me. So then uh, I called my mom, you know, because I was like, I need to see if she's, if she's good. You know, I called my yeah. mom. Then I'm on WhatsApp. I see the picture of me on WhatsApp and my mom's name. And my dad is on the phone crying. He's like, yeah, something really bad happened. Then I knew, okay, my mom passed away. He's like, yeah, your mom passed away. And then I was like, you know, adrenaline, like, wow. But honestly, to be totally honest with you, my first thoughts were, of course, sad. But but one of my first thoughts was like really constructive. I was like, okay, back. It must have a reason, you know. What's the reason why she had to die? You know, Mm. like I almost trained my mind every time something, quote, unquote, bad happens my mind almost goes to the default of okay how can i make the best out of this what can i take from this even when my mom passed away i was like okay probably there was a reason why she had to go now you know what why does it make sense you know like victor mm. frankl says victor frankl popped into my mind this uh, psychotherapist that survived auschwitz yeah. he says if you see a meaning in your suffering you can come overcome every suffering so i was like what is the meaning of my mom dying and I also found an answer to that. If you want, I can talk about this either now or, or later, but I found an answer. This also helped me. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's, let's dive into that um, <laughs> as well later on. Like, yeah. I, I'm, I'm really curious. And like specifically, one question that came to my head just now was, um, like, do you, because the days after that, like I can imagine like, and I guess a lot of people listening can can relate to similar things that might have happened to them. Um, might be might be just a breakup, or might or I I say just a breakup. I mean, breakups are really harsh things. Um, but also like death of loved ones. And how, how would you describe your feelings and your thoughts days or like the weeks after that? Uh, because for me, I feel like these. When I, when I when I get my mind to think clearly again and to think constructively, I tend to fall back into into the into the emotion again. How how was that for you? And like explain the journey of the emotions that came up. I need to be honest. This sounds shocking to most people, but I was not depressed at all. I was still pretty pretty happy, you know, because I have this weird weird thing. I always see opportunity no matter where mm. I go. My mind always goes back to to seeing opportunity, you know. Like I was pretty, because as soon as I answered this question of why have my, my why my mom had to die, you know, what does why does it make sense? Uh, it evaporated a lot of a negative emotion. So what I did is okay. The first day I was listening to this specific song. I listened to it actually before that podcast um, because after she before she passed away, I, I heard a street musician in Poland, yeah. and he was playing "Wind of Change." You know this street I know musician, it. "Wind of Change." Yeah, and uh, two days after my breakup, he was playing "Wind of Change." I was like, "Ah, oh, Wind of Change." You know, you know now I'm single. You know, you know True. what this means. You know, but then two days after I heard that song, my mom passed away. It was like, "Oh, Wind of Change." So I was listening to that song. You know, like crying, uh, writing some some post for like Facebook because 
I had I had this answer really early on why she had to die. And then I mm-hmm. wrote the whole Facebook post about it, you know, to kind of process that, a YouTube video as well to process that. I just didn't want the death of my mom to be to be for nothing. So I used this these lessons this that I took from her death as a way to like deal with it. So the the first day I was crying, you know, listening to that song. I was in the hotel room in Warsaw, so crying and shouting and almost like talking to her in Swiss German and all these things to go over it. But after I released my 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 tears and stuff, it was just like go back to work, organize the funeral with my father. Uh, and I the weird thing was, I realized if I'm there at the funeral and I don't cry, I'm strong. I even have a speech in front of everyone. I almost showed the world what kind of great guy my mom uh, uh, like raised. You know, it sounds True. maybe arrogant, but I was like, mm. that's the last, that's the last um, honor I can give to my mom is being there, being a good man, and having. A, I had a speech also there. After it, I worked on my social media again, did YouTube videos just to show my mom, hey, listen, that's the that's the guy you raised. You know, I'm not like a victim. I I see opportunity. I'm gonna I'm gonna do what it takes now. You know, so mm. I think this the combination. If I would nail it down, it was like on one side um, asking myself why why did it make sense. So I took Victor Frank's advice, and my mom always said, I am the only purpose for her that I'm why why she's living. You know, I'm her mm. only only purpose. She said this from my early age when I was young and she always was um, worried about me, about me. And because, you know, I dropped out of university. I, I did all kinds of crazy things. I went to Berlin during a pandemic. So she was always a little bit worried about her only child, yeah. like with my club phone and stuff and anorexia on top. And then uh, in April, back in the days, this was my record month in my business. You know, I made a specific amount of good money. And then she was like, before she passed away, I think two or three weeks before she was like, you know what, son, now, finally, I'm not worried about you anymore. I know you will do great in life. I'm not worried about you anymore. I'm, mm. I'm happy for you. And then she pa- yeah, then she passed away, you know? So I'm like, almost, maybe it's the biggest rationalization I ever had, but it helps me to cope with it because I believe when people fulfill their purpose in life, they are able to die, you know? Mm. Sa- same, with my, same with my grandma, by the way. This was kind of weird. I met my 100-year-old grandma uh, two months ago, six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I saw her. I, prob- I saw her for the last time, and I kind of felt it intuitively. Mm-hmm. So uh, I was like, "Okay, now I will tell her my last words." And as soon as I'm there with her and telling her my last words, she will die quickly after, if my theory is right, you know. Because I was almost like a son for her. She called me like her name of her son that died like 50 years ago, you know. And she, I was like basically her son. So I went there. I told her my last words. I cried. One week after, she passes away. Mm. You know, so I know maybe my theory isn't one hundred percent correct, but I believe that if pe- that's when people you know fulfill their purpose, they're allowed to go. So this also helped me with the death of my mother because after she died, it was kind of weird. I felt like I I'm a man finally, not a boy anymore. You know, like she mm. maybe felt that. I don't know. It it sounds like a big rationalization, but always when something bad happens to me, I ask myself why does it make sense, and then you find an answer that helps you with the suffering. Yeah, this was this was one of the one of the questions that I had, and I wrote down how to deal with death because I mean this is so inevitable in life. Yeah. Um. I mean, <laughs> it happens to to all of us, and we probably all know someone who dies when we are still alive. So yeah. it's quite a quite a relevant question, I think. Mm-hmm. Um. And you you started summarizing that in in basically like seeing meaning in in it right or like give a say again like give us give us your your way of how how do you see death yeah the thing is you don't know what comes after death you know 
Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's super great. Maybe it's even better than here. Maybe you die yeah. like some super cool thing, you know? And even if there's nothingness, I mean, yeah, it's, it's just, I'm, of course it's bad, but you know, it might sound harsh, but I mean, what does it help me if I'm like depressed for six months after my mother dies? You know, it doesn't change anything for my love to her. You know, maybe yeah. I love her. Maybe I love her so much that I don't allow myself to be super sad. You know, I still work hard and, you know, and I break records in my business and stay positive. You know, I mean, it's like after a breakup, to be honest, like after my last breakup, I wasn't, I wasn't sad. I was like, I was happy. I mean, it sounds harsh. Of course I was a little bit sad, you know, after the first yeah. couple of days, but I was just like, it's part of life. Like it doesn't, it doesn't really matter if I'm like sad or not. I still need to work hard and, you know, uh, still need to date a new girl here and there just to, you know, to, to check what, what's out there. And funny enough, uh, I think three weeks, no, four weeks after my, I, I, almost four weeks, two weeks after my mom passed away and four weeks after my breakup, I met my, my girlfriend, you know? Yeah, and, I know. Uh, I know. Yeah. 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 And we fit together like, like amazing. She has also the same, you know, personality type as my mom, ISFJ, yeah. like, like you as well. Yeah. Shout out to Crispin. <laughs> and uh, and if I would have been super sad after the after break, after the death of my mom, I wouldn't have met her, you know, because I met her on the street. I was super positive, you know. She had no idea my mom passed away. She was like, this guy is like so happy, like he, True. his life is great. So no one really cares if you're if you're uh, if you're sad or not. I mean, of course, you need to, you know, to always process the emotions. But after you process the emotions, um, like life go life goes on, harshly enough. And I think one part that helps me the most, like I said before, is just I want to show the world what kind of great man or sorry, it's not super arrogant to say great man. I mean, quite a good, good guy. Let's say good guy yeah. I'm, I'm raised, you know. I like that. It's 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 in a in a funny way, really inspiring. As you say, it's it, as you said, it's it's always um when you first hear it, it sounds like kind of even wrong to feel like that, but then on the second note, it's it's yep. really inspiring because as you said, I mean there's probably even for the person who dies, they don't want you to to yeah. be depressed for the next few years, right? I know my mom, I think my mom even said, when she dies, don't be like super depressed, you know? I think she even mm. said it. I almost remember it, you know? Yeah. She, she won't want me to be happy. I know that for a fact. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, and the, like going over, you, you said you've, when when this happened in general you you did feel the sadness at first um and you said basically it went away when you when you when you basically when you thought of the meaning um but is there how would you how would you recommend someone who's feeling sad for example um and is going through these emotions um what what advice would you give him because or her because mm -hmm. if you if you feel that um, is it why to feel it? Should you accept it fully? Should you kind mm -hmm. of um, distract yourself? How, how would you go about it? You mean that someone dies? Uh, for example, like something that makes yeah. someone really sad and mm. basically throws them back to a point where they are like, wow, what just happened? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one big mindset I forgot to talk about so far is uh, most people think life happens to them, but I think life happens for you, you know? So it doesn't happen to uh. you, it happens for you. So when something bad happens as well, ask yourself, why is this happening to Why is this happening to me? It must make sense. Like, it, um, because your brain always comes up with answers. Like 
people that are have a lot of negative emotions that ask themselves why is life unfair why this always happens to me this word always is very important <laughs> uh you know why am i a loser blah 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 you know but if you ask yourself what can i learn from this or how can i grow from this or even more important you know my my number one question i took from tony robbins why is this the best thing that ever happened to me if you ask yourself this question um, you will always find an answer for it. So of course, in the, in, while my mother died, I never asked myself, why is this the best that ever happened to me? Because mm. out of respect, and I don't think it's the best that ever happened to me because of course it's my mom. But yeah. why Why does it make sense? That's what I asked when, I, when my mother passed away. But in general, I always ask myself, why is this the best thing that ever happened to me? So for example, breakups are the best example. You know, you break up with your girl or she breaks up with you. If you're a girl listening, you know, vice versa. Breakups are the best example because there are a lot of people out there you can date. And, you know, probably if you do personal, if you work on yourself, especially as a guy, if you work on self, yourself as a guy, a guy that works on himself is so rare, such a, such a rare unicorn, you know, a guy that is empathetic that makes more money, like makes more money every year that just hustles is so rare that you will always find someone better as harsh as, harsh as it sounds. If the person you're dating now is not the right person for you as, as a guy, or even as a girl, if you work on yourself as well, I mean, it's the same for girls. Yeah. You will always find someone if you are truly a good person that has a good mindset, you know, and most people just just are scared when something bad happens that life will just turn on to the worst, turn turn on to the worst, like turn to the worst. Yeah. But um I would say if you have the mindset of why is this the best thing that ever happened to me, you will always find an answer. With breakups, it's exactly this. I also talked to my to my girlfriend. I'm like, hey, I'm glad I broke up uh like a couple of months ago, otherwise I would have never met you. You know, now I'm happy. True. You know, she's happy. And uh, so it doesn't matter if you're a girl or a guy, uh, if you work on your mindset, especially after breakups, you will, you will always find someone. It just matters how you carry yourself, you know, especially after a breakup. And I, I mentioned breakup a lot because it's something a lot of people can relate to. Um, That's true. So I, why I think we should thing? talk more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Why is this the best thing that ever happened to you? And so far, every time I ask myself this, as weird as it sounds, it has always been a great thing. Wow. How would you say when let, let's take breakup for example, because mm -hmm. literally that's that's a really good thing to relate to. Um, did do you get that feeling when you say you're going through a breakup and mm -hmm. you're basically um, thinking through like memories you had with that person, yeah. all this kind of if like say this train of thought is is starting to come, mm -hmm. yeah. and you're going down that rabbit hole and you're just like having all these images in your head. Yeah. Um, and uh, inevitably these things will come up, I think for yeah. at least yeah. like a lot of people, mm -hmm. myself included. Um, yeah. Would you, would you recommend coming out of this? Um, uh, what, what, yeah. What, what do you say to, to, to these, to these thoughts? Yeah. Hmm. I think these thoughts are not really productive, honestly. Uh, because why should you dwell on the past? The past is the past. <laughs> and what you focus on also changes your emotional state. So if you focus, for example, what puts people into a scarcity mindset or in a negative state? If they focus on less, loss, or never, you know? So less, okay. uh, I'm, 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 I'm less because I lost this person. Loss, yeah, I lost this person forever. Never, I will never find someone else, you know? These, if you mentally focus on these three things, you will feel negative emotions, you know? So Powerful. why should you think about something that is not productive? You know, I'm like, of course it's sad that you lost that person, but you know, I mean, 
yeah, that's. I mean, maybe my answer is too harsh. I mean, I don't. I don't see a reason why you should dwell on on on, on that. You lost that person. Okay, happens, but you need to be ready to to find someone else if you want to find someone else. You know what I mean? It's. Uh, it's true. I don't know. For me, it's it's a waste of time to do stuff like this. You know, as soon as the breakup happened, I'm like, yeah, it's gone. You know, she. It's almost like it's kind of harsh for me. It's almost like a, a dream I had. You know, I just dreamed yeah. it, and I wake up the next morning and I forget about the dream and I just move on. You know, I don't understand even guys that the guys that follow their exes on Instagram. I'm like, I talk to my guy friends. I'm like, are you out of your mind, dude? Like, like it's not rational to to follow your your exes on on, on any social media, but it's not rational. Like, it's over. Like, what are you trying to do? Like, to trigger yourself and to I don't know what people are trying to do with that stuff. Right. This was this was something I was I was thinking about right in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Um, because like, yeah, it's it's kind of like, um. I, I'm I'm guessing there's no right or wrong way about this, but yeah, yeah, you you're totally right in in the sense that you can decide whether you want to move on or you want to stay there, and probably staying there um, will make you more unhappy. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And not to be not to be a sorry, I don't, can I swear not to be an asshole here? You know, like <laughs> if I would if I would meet one of my exes on the street, I would be super nice. Hey, how are you? How is it going? Blah blah blah. But I would not be there and trying to like actively engage or check what they're doing, you know, because I'm too busy doing my own stuff. You know, it's just, just wasted time. It might, maybe, you know, if you're friends, if you're, it's everyone deals with, like, but I try to be rational with these things. It's just, yeah. it's just unfair to the person you're with, you know, like it's just, I don't know, but of course I'm, I'm not a dating coach. So yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting thought because, um, it doesn't have to be that way, but at least if you say you, you still follow them or whatever, and in whatever way you're still in contact, you at least, um, put yourself into the position where these kind of, yeah. um, thoughts could come into your mind yeah. and these kind of, um, things might happen. And if you just move on completely, yeah, you're basically starting over. Yeah, right? yeah exactly. It's almost like a, like a fresh start. When I talk to my girlfriend as well, Sometimes she tells me stories about like, you know, 10 years ago or five years ago, she was this and that. I'm like, yeah, cool stories, but I'm glad I don't know you from back in the day because I just know her from, from May, 2021, you know? So when she tells me back in the days about this, about that, I don't, I don't enforce that old personality because that was also a good way, a good reason why I moved to Poland because now here, no one knows me really. Just everyone knows mm. me as the weight loss coach, as the like, you know, like the Charles, this guy. Uh, and if I go back to Switzerland, people kind of try to reinforce the old personality they have in mind. You know, to make like some old inside jokes about my funny YouTube intro I had like four <laughs> years ago. I remember when you were vegan, Charles, blah, 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 you know? So it, it goes hand in hand. Like you can almost build a new reality around yourself, you know, by leaving these old parts uh, um, behind. It's also a quote, I think, by Tony Robbins. People have the belief. It's funny. It's great to think about. People have the belief that their past will equal their future and their present. So because all these bad things happened to me back then, they will also happen to me more, you know? For me, sometimes it's hard to accept that I'm so good at, 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 business, at business right now. And for me, it's somewhat hard to accept that I can make money that easily online because like five years ago was impossible, you hmm. know? But I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, just because five years ago I wasn't a businessman doesn't mean I cannot be a good businessman now. It has nothing to do with the present moment. The past has nothing to do, you know? So also in terms of like relationships, the fact that back in the days you were not able to attract uh, your perfect partner, 
doesn't mean that now you cannot do it. You know, and then pe- people sometimes also self-sabotage. They cannot handle with their successes. They self-sabotage their relationship. They self-sabotage their business. But what ha- happened in the past has nothing to do with the future, you know? Like in my mind, that's my belief. It's a health- healthy belief because it just helps you to create a new personality. So if you still follow people from back in the days, I mean, I'm not talking about exes, but also about other people that were a little bit negative and pulling you down, I'm like, why should you still engage with these people? Just unfollow them, have new friends, better friends, and just, you know, like with us, we know each other since two years, True. Yeah, or less. You know what I mean? So most people just are like, yeah, the past and blah, blah, blah. They rumin- I try to ruminate on the past as least as possible. Most of my thoughts are based on the present moment. What am I doing now? Or on the future, how can I get better? Or how can I enjoy my life more and all these things? But I rarely try to engage in the past, except when I want to learn from the past. You know, otherwise- Like I don't, reflection. I don't really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Charles, how would you say you- implemented that mindset like I, i really like the mindset of your your past doesn't equal your future mm-hmm. and i feel like i agree a hundred percent and i also feel like i f- i do think that way a little bit mm-hmm. but not a hundred percent and yeah. you seem to really you you've really understood this and like you you really live that how, yeah. how come it's a good question actually today i thought about it because funny enough I want to mention this. You know my personality type, but actually, I would say eight, maybe nine years ago, 10 to nine years ago, I was actually kind of shy-ish, shy, you know? Like, not that I was in a, in a social circle where I knew people, then I was pretty chill, but talking to strangers like nine or 10 years ago, boy, boy, I was like, you know? I was like- Same for me, same for me, yeah. You know? Like, like when I had, when I had partying, I had this very confident guy. I went partying with him and he got like a number from a girl he just talked to there at the party. I was like, whoa, this is like super impressive, man. You know, he got her. <laughs> yeah. And now when I look how I met my girlfriend, I just talked to her on the street, you know, and, and made things happen. Just like the most casual thing ever. So yeah. I'd also like business-wise, like back in the days, I, I, I dropped out of university or I was not even a good school kid. Now I have a, you know, a pretty solid business. So I think just because I saw this, huge transition i'm like if you would have showed the charles now to the charles 10 years ago i would like this is a complete different person like this person has another past he was always a cool kid he always got validation from people he was always super confident that's not the same guy you know i would never think that and to some extent it is because our our cells i think rejuvenate all, all seven years so you know i have even different cells than now so i'm basically not the person you know the the old, the old charles that existed seven years ago basically died already You know what I mean? He died, you know? I'm a new child. You know what I yeah. mean? So I think, of course, you could argue, yeah, but your upbringing makes a difference. Of course, it makes a difference, you know? But but it's it, it's not healthy to believe that. I mean, it's healthy to believe that your past has nothing to do with your future and present because you can always rebuild yourself. And I think by seeing this transformation with me and also friends of mine, like I know a guy, he was a basic accountant like seven years ago. You know, one of my best friends, and now he's uh, probably a millionaire this year. Next year, he'll make his first million, mm. you know. And also, other fr- I, I see it almost yearly. Guys, I know that just become millionaires at age 26, 29, 31, 32, 35. Like, or guys that were shy, not good with women back in the days. And now they have like super stunning girlfriends, you know, date models and stuff. So I see it every time, you know what I mean? So I cannot, I cannot, uh, how can I say? I just see evidence of that, you know? So like, um, it makes sense. Really good point. It, it also sounds like you, you, 
you did some reflection on on your progress and your journey. Is that something you, you've consciously done as well? Or you mm -hmm. conscious consciously do that you remind yourself, um, how have I been 10 years ago compared yeah. to now? So you can see your progress. Yeah, it's uh, it's all since my mother and my grandmother passed away. I, I pray every morning. I have this urge mm. to pray every day to thank God for my great life. And when I pray, I kind of think back how, how I was, you know, back in the days and how I am now. Uh, that it's a privilege to have this growth mindset, to have this, uh, this just this, this urge to improve. I have this huge urge to improve. I remember when I read Tony Robbins back in September 2013, the first chapter of one of his books, the, I think it's a red book in German, Power Principe. The first chapter was like, growing or learning is a lifelong process. And I was so like mind blown, like, oh, that's such a cool concept. <laughs> and now, now it's, it became a common, a common thing. But uh, yeah, I think I don't really, long story short, I don't, I don't consciously sit down and write down my progress. But of course, sometimes I just sit because I think if you're not grateful, it's hard to be also fulfilled. So I just sometimes I'm like, how have I been 10 years ago? And I get these messages from like old classmates, you know, like, oh, you changed so much. I remember you like this and that, especially like 16, 17 years ago. So like, yeah. man, it's, uh, I think if you, if, you have, if, you have, if you would have looked at me 15 years ago, 16 years ago, you would have never guessed that I would be probably, you know, pretty successful in my, in my own, like, I'm not super successful, not yet in my own standards, but that I would do that well, you know, you would have never thought. True. Good point. It's a, it's a, it's a funny and, and really <laughs> inspiring metaphor to say, compare yourself to your, your life or your, yourself 10 years ago and mm -hmm. ask that person if they would believe you to be there where you are right now. <laughs> no and way, if man. they, and if they say, yeah. no, no way, that's not going to be the Charles in yeah. 2021. Yeah. Um, then you've done something right. <laughs> no way, man. If I look like I, at myself now, I'll be like, who the fuck? I sorry to frame. Like, who is this guy? He's not me, man. He's like some parallel universe. That's not, that's not him. You know, that's crazy stuff. But yeah, it's, um, I don't know what to say, but it's just, you know, mentors, books. I just, I think one, one of my things was always, I was very unhappy living my normal life in Switzerland. And I always knew there's something more. And always when I saw a person that was more successful than me, guy or girl, instead of being jealous, I was always like, what is this person doing that I can, that I'm not doing, you know? Yeah. And then I also secretly wanted to meet them. I wanted to meet my mentors so I can, it's fine. Sounds weird, but I, so I can see them going on to the toilet, coughing, that they're just normal people than me, yeah. like me. And then I realized that these people are not that smart, you know, like they're normal people. Like, for example, like I love Mark Manson, great guy. I interviewed him in 2015. I still have his WhatsApp number and uh, I was doing a convention with a friend, from a mentor. And he didn't find the convention uh, and the convention was on the other side of the street. He texted me, hey, Charles, can you pick me up? From, <laughs> you know, I'm a super yeah. guy, but you know, he slept in sometimes. And since then I'm like, man, like these people are cool, but uh, they're not some some magic creatures. Also these celebrities are not like magic creatures that just sometimes, you know, work, they just work hard. And of course, some people may be lucky or not, but they're not like super special creatures. It's a good thing to realize. Mm -hmm. um, same same thing Achil said in, in the other episode um, about him studying at Harvard and Yale. Mm -hmm. And he said that one of the biggest things that he's realized was that he thought that people would be just so smart and he wouldn't be able to, <laughs> to catch up. But yeah. in reality, they were just working quite hard. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that was basically all they were doing. And he was like, well, 
I could kind of do the same. And yeah. he did. And yeah. that mm -hmm. was really inspiring to hear. Yeah. I think at a certain age, you just realize people are just people. As a really <laughs> good sound, you know? Maybe there's an Elon Musk out there, there's an anomaly, you know, or, or Picasso or Da Vinci back in the days, but people are just people, you know, and then uh, it will help you out. One thing I actually forgot to, uh, to tell you here about mindset and all these things is uh, I believe that what you believe about your life will be a self-fulfilling prophecy. So some people believe uh, life is a fight. My grandma believed this. Of course, she grew up during the Second World War. So, yeah. I mean, of course, for her. But for me, my life is a movie, basically. Like okay. a video game, like World of Warcraft, but more like a movie. So in a movie, you know, the when I first heard that term of Loyal Life is a movie was on a Joe Rogan podcast in 2017, I think February, uh, around February. And uh, then he said, okay, Loyal Life is a movie. You start out as a loser, no money, no girlfriend, whatever. And then uh, you need to hustle your way up, you know, like and work on yourself. And then a good thing happened and a bad thing. And it just adds to this whole uh, movie. You know, some bad things happen. So I told myself since 2017, my life is a movie. That I want to see how far I can I can push it. You know, so when the breakup happened, my mom passed there. I was also like, that's an interesting movie. As hard as she sounds. It's a good, it's, it's a good movie then. Yeah, It's a good movie. My movie is... You would say. 2021 was great. I could maybe even... I think it was not that good I could make a movie about it, but, you know, it was pretty decent. So I'm like, this is... It's almost like, I think... Gary V also talks about it. Like, how would you act if you would know your grandkids are watching every 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 day of your life? You yeah, know, that that kind of thing. It's really, also really really inspiring metaphor as well. Mm -hmm. you, you tend to pick them, pick these these mindsets and these these outlooks on life. You you tend to just pick them up and um, implement them, right? It's it's kind of in your in your psyche, really. Yeah, I need to be honest. Maybe it's because since I'm seven years old, I'm kind of nihilistic. So I remember, I think when I was seven, eight, it's super mm -hmm. weird. I thought every kid has it. I was looking outside the mirror. I was like, why? I asked myself quite a lot. I also asked my mom, why am I here? What am I doing? <laughs> I think even at that age, I thought, I thought like, who is talking to me? There's some some weird stuff. So I think I'm maybe I'm just nihilistic about life, but I feel like I have this time on this planet. So like, instead of like being negative, nihilistic, like nothing makes sense. Let me just give it my own sense. Let's get, just give my life my own meaning, you know? And by having all these meanings stacked on top of each other, my life is pretty interesting, to say the least, you know? So there's always something I can, I can, I can do. There's always something I can see that is, gives me opportunity and makes this, uh, this life uh, more, more enjoyable. Mm. Yeah, because I feel, like the, I feel like that's the most... I feel like you should have beliefs about your life that are actually helping you and not, not hurting you. So, you know, thinking that, okay, like Marcus Arrido said, said, you're ready for a challenge when it, when it appears, you know, be grateful and have a challenge then you can uh, like make your character grow, you know, or your life is a movie or ask yourself the question, why is this the best thing that ever happened to me? Then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. All these things, they're like tools in a, in a tool belt. So why not take the best tools, you know, instead of having like bad tools. Like this victim mentality. It's, it's not good. It's true. But what would you say would be the the worst mentalities you can you can get into? Oh, I think victim mentality. Because it's interesting. I love this question. I uh, I talk twice, I talk to homeless people in Switzerland. Hmm. Because they're not there are not a lot of homeless people, but when they are, you know, I, I talk to them because I was interested, what do they think? How is their mind structured? This is a weird obsession of mine to to kind of get into other people's heads and see mm. how the mind is structured. Then I also talk to millionaires, how their mind is structures, structured. The weird thing is with the homeless people, 0% was their fault. 
either the, the boss was an asshole or the rental contract was blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah. Literally zero, because I thought maybe they will think it's their fault somehow. Zero percent was their fault. It was all outside of their control. Everything. Mm-hmm. The millionaire is kind of crazy. The millionaire is the total opposite. Like, yeah, everything is my fault, you know, blah, blah, you know, like everything is their fault to a weird extent. So I think putting your power away and not owning up to your power, like having this victim mentality is the worst mentality you can have. Like, oh, everything happens to me. I'm a victim. I'm so poor, blah, 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 blah. That's, uh, in my opinion, the worst mentality you can have. Like life is against you. Life happens to you. You cannot be successful. Uh, rich people are just lucky or bad people. Uh, also, not having a growth mindset is maybe the second worst thing. Like fixed that, mindset. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is fixed. Like I cannot, I, if you're a guy, like I cannot get better with, with women. Or if you're a girl, I cannot get a, a good guy as a boyfriend. Like, no, you can work on yourself. You can work on, like read books. Like there are books about relationships mm. and stuff, you know. Like get a coach, whatever, you know, talk talk to Chris, talk to Evo, talk to, you know, yeah. all these guys. Uh, but this just fixed, I think we say fixed mindset and victim mentality are, are scarcity mindset on top. I think they all go hand in hand, you know, scarcity mindset. Sorry for the rant, by the way, we can summarize it later. But scarcity mindset is, uh, you know, like, oh, everything is scarce. Also in dating, you know, thinking dating, there's the, the one, there's just one, the one, you know, that's why most, so, that's why some guys kill themselves because of relationships, because they think, oh, this mm. one girl I had was the one. Now there's no one anymore. Mm. I believe the girlfriend I have right now is the one because we fit so well. But I also believe that there's there multiple also, ones. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, like if she's supposed to be my one, which I strongly believe, then it's going to work out and it's going to work out with her, you know, but if I would be with someone else and believe the same, and then it would not work out. I know there's someone like, you know, it's, it's, it comes down up. But I believe in abundance. I believe there's abundance of, of people you can meet, you know, there's an abundance of money you can make. I mean, money gets printed every day right now. There's cryptocurrency and abundance of clients. You can get abundance of friends. And I think the abundance mentality is what really also helps out. So if I would summarize, scarcity mindset is bad, victim mentality, and fixed mindset as well. Mm. These three things, I would say. Big ones, yeah. And there's also one going hand in hand with that. And I mean, it's kind of um, debatable. I've heard some people say, do you probably know that, like people say people don't change. And mm. I think yeah. the, the meaning behind that like the way it's meant it's it's true in a lot of cases but what what would you say to this this statement in general like I, i'm guessing people when people say people don't change they mean like um people usually stay the same because it's comfortable to stay yep. the same right mm-hmm. but like mm-hmm. in general i mean you talked about your story as well and i mean i know yeah. this for myself as well but um what would you tell someone who, who tells you you know what people don't change i can't change um everything is just the way it is and da, da, da. if someone believes this about themselves or this about other people okay so, let's let's do other people first let's say yeah. um this person like has seen that he can change but mm-hmm. sees like okay other people just don't change yeah i would say believing that other people cannot change is uh, hmm, it's hard to say I would say it's a, it's a bad belief. My belief is other people can change if they want to change. But I know that most people don't want to change. You know, 
So I'm also actively not trying mm. to change other people. You know what I mean? That's that's for me it's the most yeah. most productive belief because then if I believe people can just change if they want it, let's say you know a relationship example, if a girl uh, and uh, she wants to change, and of course you hey help her because you know she can change. But if she doesn't want to change and she pisses you off, then you just you know find find someone else. Yeah. You know, as an example, it's very productive True. because then you don't stay in a toxic relationship for two, three years. True. You know? So I would say this is the most productive belief that, that you can have. And I think it's actually pretty true. And then same some uh, like same same story goes on with yourself. If you if you think you can't can't change. Um it's it's ba- it basically comes down to do you want to change? Do you want to believe that you can change? Uh yeah, I believe if you want to change, you can change, yeah. Yeah. And of course, I would even say you can change almost. Of course, I cannot be an NBA player because I'm not two meter tall. Yeah. But I can become very good at, at basketball. So, of course, there are like some some limits. Uh, but I believe you can change almost almost everything. Yeah. Of course, you need to have common sense, but I would say you, you can. Yeah. 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 Especially when you know someone did it before you, you know, like building a business or finding your dream partner, all these things. Then, of course, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I say what I believe one one what one one what one man can do and other man can do or like you know what one person can do and another person can do. Yeah, I like that. You yeah. you probably you you've read um, some biog- biographies as well. Right? Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think that's really really helpful. Like yeah. when you read when you read or like um, even watch movies about about people and about uh, people changing, it also helps you implementing that mindset. Yeah. 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 Yeah, for sure. Like you said, biographies are biographies are good because you see how much people struggled. Like, for example, Albert Einstein, he uh, he married his cousin, which is quite funny. Uh, Elon Musk got hit by his father. Uh, Michael Jordan didn't get um, chosen for his first basketball team, I believe. Mm. You know, you see like some parents with with really successful people. And I remember, I don't remember what it was, but when I was uh, listening to the founder of Nike, his biography, he was actually describing himself at age 26. And when I read that biography, I was like 26. And he sounded exactly like me at his, at his age, you know, mm. like I was like, damn, that's, that's quite interesting. So it gives you a good, because you, what most people also think is, like I said, like for successful people are born successful. A funny thing my, my my girlfriend mentions quite often, I, I called her out on it because, you know, my friends don't say that because they, don't, they have the same mindset as me, but she always, she tells me, Charles, you're talented at this, or <laughs> this person is very talented. Then I told her, honey, like I worked for 16 years on this skill. Like there's no way I'm talented. You know, I told her like Mozart, he was playing the, I don't know what he played, piano or something hmm. or the I don't know piano at age five or seven. You know, mm. I was not talented. Like I told her, maybe you should tell me I'm hardworking at this. But that's also a mindset, you know, like people are talented. I feel, I think some, something I heard from other people is, of course, talent helps you to learn the skill faster. But mm. I would say hard work beats talent every time. Where talent can also beat hard work, I think at the top, you know, when you are at yeah. your 100% and the talent person is also 100%, the talented person will always be a little bit sure. Better. But talented people don't, tend to work pretty hard at their talented uh, skills. If they do though, if they do, like for example, I never knew that I was good at socializing, mm. uh, but I wasn't actually pretty good. And then I read books like the, uh, Dale Carnegie, Robert Greene and all these things, you know, and yeah. I started to approach people like strangers. I realized, oh man, I'm, I can't get pretty good. And people were telling me, how do you do this? Like, how can I make friends so easily? Because I had talent before, 
and I read books about it, you know? Yeah. And also with sales, I didn't, didn't realize I was talented at being empathetic. And now I'm yeah. good at sales because I have this high level of empathy. Like there are certain avenues where you are a little bit talented, where your natural strengths are. And you should have a job or a career that is based on your natural strengths to have a competitive edge. But other than that, I think to believe that most people that are successful are talented is just a huge, huge fallacy. Mm. Yeah. I get that. And it's 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 a really good summary and really, really inspiring because you can see that if you don't try, you will never find out. So you need um, to try. Yeah. You, you, you have to try and then maybe you find some some hidden talents as well. You need to try. Yeah. You need to try. I had a really interesting talk uh this weekend because I was on at a Polish home party. And always when I talk about people that are in my social circle that have a mostly a totally different mindset than me you know so we, we talked about like they were pretty young guys i think 22 23 so but for them it was a super productive uh, productive uh conversation because they were talking about yeah they're unhappy with their job and stuff and i was like basically giving them motivational rant i was like guys there is no risk in quitting your studies and, and or quitting your job the risk is not doing it you know you don't have time you need to try it out especially when you're in your 20s you need to find out what are your natural strengths you know i don't care what you need to do because there's just no time to waste. The, the, yeah. the risk is not doing it, not trying it. Like I told you, Crispin, one year ago, I was like, hey, you should try this podcast. You don't know which, which avenue it takes you. True. You know? But you need you need to try. Um, I'm also on, on still on the path of figuring out myself, definitely. And I think you, you, you gave some really good advice on, on finding yourself and finding your unique strengths as well as well maybe you, you give that as a final as a final part of the podcast as well mm -hmm. um you for yourself how did you figure out your strengths and how did you figure out your way That's, yeah. that would be really interesting as well i would say maybe how i find my my purpose or a strong way about my job my career my path several things i need to go back i was doing the 67 steps by ty lopez and he talks about the olarian destiny Yeah. Olarian destiny is, uh, I think, this destiny by some philosophers with these four circles. And where the four circles intersect is your, is your path of greatness, your purpose. One circle was like, uh, what did people um, compliment on back in the days? You know, like, what were you naturally good when you were younger? Because your IQ tends to peak at age 14. Then ask also your parents, how have you been as a kid? The last, the third circle is, uh, what did you do for the last five to 10 years? So you already have some some work you did, you have some skill. And the fourth thing was, um, what can you talk about naturally on a Saturday night without mm. like really thinking about it? So I was answering these four questions. I asked my mom, Hey, how was I as a kid? You know, so I realized, Oh, I was always, when I went to the supermarket, I always went to the books straight as a kid, you know, instead of to the candies and stuff. So I was mm. always interested in knowledge. Then when I was 14, um, I was always interested by like biology and stuff. And then uh, I love the gym. So I was like, hey, maybe I should do something with nutrition, gym, person development. That's how I found out. That's something we can do, the Eularian destiny test, how you want to call it. Secondly, what you should do is ask 10 people of your social circle to give you harsh but honest feedback. So what are mm. you good at? What are you bad at? So you get a sense of how they see you because your brain is naturally made to be subjective, not objective. So do that as well. And then also uh, try stuff out, you know, do several things, try podcasting for a couple of months, YouTube, uh, I don't know, sales, whatever. And then over time, 
you will see where your strengths are. And then the last part is, I would say, also commit, commit to a path because I could probably do other types of coaching than nutrition and weight loss coaching. Yeah. But I decided to to commit to one path. So I'll say committing is the is the last path. But I would say just ask as many people as possible, check how you have been before. Uh, and then you will also, sorry, I forgot to mention personality tests, you know, 16personalities.com uh, and other various personality tests, I think are also really important. So you get an objective view on your personality. Without this personality test, I would have never known that I'm a very high in empathy. I always thought something is wrong with me because as a guy, usually not very empathetic, but I realized that it also helped me to go into the direction of coaching. Well, good good summary good summarizing words um we we basically went from yeah from from a really deep uh discussion on on life and death mm -hmm. and and crisis to yeah let's say the bright side of life to um yeah everything that happens in life happens but essentially it's up to you how you react to whatever happens to you. And yeah. then if you know that, then you can, yeah, you can improve and you can choose where you want your life to go. And I would say I would, the only thing I would add to that, and you, you, put, you kind of put it, put it into there as well. Um, you got to have the, the right people around you, right? You, you got to have the, the, the support. I mean, just listening to you now again was was just yeah and mm -hmm. i, I want to say thank you a lot charles thank no you worries. for for inspiring and thank you for for sharing the the vulnerable parts of your story as well no worries no worries like i say often you remind me of myself when i was younger you know so i had to spit out <laughs> my wisdom here and there yeah it's, it's <laughs> i think it's it's really it's a really nice thing to to sometimes step back and just just help others Mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. yeah thanks thanks for that you are doing that and for for everyone listening who who's listened to this episode and is wondering what what we were talking about in the beginning um we have a full episode um about yeah charles story from from his really young age to where he is now um yeah in detail and i think that those two combined It's pretty much the mindset change if you want if you want to put yeah. it like that yeah I need to be honest when I look at myself in that podcast I was on point but now when I check the progress I made also in business like actually I was talking about my goal in the beginning of the podcast I reached my goal now I make more than double the amount that I made beginning of the year after wow. you know my mother passed away and all these things so uh, I don't know it just it's crazy but When bad things happen and you overcome them and you get on top, especially also during the during the pandemic, I increased my income. Like with my last job in Berlin, you know, I think I sixfold or sevenfold my old income, even more probably soon. Wow. So, you know, when, when other people like see loss and crisis and cry, but you come on top, like this is um, this is a thing like the zero point zero one percent of people do or maybe less, maybe more, I don't know. But it just gives you like this deep, deep sense of confidence no one can take from you, you know? And it's weird, but I think even my voice got a bit deeper after that mm. time, you know? Because people can sense like this guy went through something. And I think also, especially as a guy, for a girl, it can be similar, but especially as a guy, 
you need to have some experience like this to like get more, become more masculine, mm. you know, because masculinity, yeah. Masculinity thrives through challenge, you know, you know, girls can be comfortable and, you know, they can grow easily and, you know, they, they can improve, you know, especially feminine women that, you know, that are in their feminine core or energy, yeah. what you want to call it. But if you are like, want to be a masculine guy, you need to go through challenges. It also makes you more attractive to, uh, to, to women, you know, they can see it in your pupils. I think now when I talk to people, they can see it in my face that I went through stuff and it makes mm. you also highly attractive as a, as a guy. So don't underestimate that stuff. If you never go through challenge, uh, you, you remain a boy. So we had always had these, how do you call it? The rituals, like these rites of passage, you know, yeah. back in the days. Yeah. So now we don't have that anymore. You know, when we put our kids at age seven or 14 into the woods, or I don't know what the gladiators did with their sons, but now we don't have this anymore. You know, and now as a guy, you need to to do that. You know, that's why I believe also most entrepreneurs have more masculine energy because they naturally go through through stuff. You know, and then when your your woman or women in general they test your masculinity, you never fail the test because you're just like, yeah, whatever. You know, I I lost ten thousand bucks in a day. I'm not gonna get worried about about this thing. So yeah. I think this is something I want to end this podcast because if I check myself even one year ago, if if I even if I even look at my Instagram pictures. I can see a different vibe, you know, even in my stories, I can sense a different vibe. And I think this would have never happened if I wouldn't have got gone through these challenges and came on top. So I think that's also my, I'm not a dating coach, but I would say for every guy listening, forget the pickup techniques, forget these weird lines. You can check on the internet, just go out there, overcome some challenges. Uh, and then it would improve your confidence in a way you could, you could never imagine. Great advice. Rite of passage. That's, yep. that's good final words, yep. um, summarizing any kind of crisis, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. See, there's a way for you to grow. You know, life happens for you, not to you. Life happens for you to grow. So see every challenge as a way to grow, no matter what it is. That's it. Brother. Hope Cheers, man. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye-bye. Cheers, man. been here just for a second as a note of appreciation thank you very much for listening to the very end of this episode if you liked it and if you yeah, if you got value out of the episode feel free to just click that little subscribe button and then you will be notified when i release the next episode until then have a great time <laughs>